Donald Trump dealt a blow to his federal case because, according to the U.S. Appeals Court, Donald Trump is not immune from prosecution in the 2020 uh, election interference case. And this was a critical step for the Trump campaign for Donald Trump to get that question answered. This is something that Jack Smith and his team have wanted answered, and now the U.S. Appeals Court has weighed in. What does it all mean? It's where we reach out to the experts. Barb McQuaid, the law professor at the University of Michigan and, of course, former U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Michigan, joins us. Barb, it's good to have you back. Oh, thanks, Chris. Glad to be with you. All right, let's break this down. What does this decision by the appeals court mean? Well, as you said, Donald Trump had raised a defense that in the federal election interference case, he cannot be prosecuted for conduct that he engaged in while he was in office, that the only way procedurally to address that would be to first impeach him, uh, convict him at the impeachment, which, of course, he was not, and then charge him criminally. Uh, the, the, the Court of Appeals here rejected that defense um, and said, I think this is the money line. We cannot accept former President Trump's claim that a president has unbounded authority to commit crimes that would neutralize the most fundamental check on executive power, the recognition and implementation of election results. So it's a, it's a unanimous decision, um, probably not a surprising decision, but an important decision because now it, it can send the case back on its path. And what is that path? Well, I imagine that um, Donald Trump will appeal this decision. He has a couple of options. One is to the full Court of Appeals. This decision was rendered by three judges, unanimously, but only three. So the next step would be to ask the full Court of Appeals to decide the case. Um, And then he could also ask the U.S. Supreme Court to decide the case. Interestingly, this court, in an effort, I think, to avoid some delay, has said he may only have until February 12th to file an appeal with the U.S. Supreme Court. And after that, they will not further delay and they will send it back to the trial court to get moving. I imagine he will do that. um, And then the Supreme Court will have to decide whether to take up the case or whether to let this decision stand and let the trial proceed. So in terms of what that appeal will look like, what is the argument from Donald Trump's side? Well, he says that as the executive, he has to have unfettered power to do Uh, take care that the laws be faithfully executed, and that if he were um, subject to criminal prosecution, then every successor would go after his predecessor and charge them with crimes, and it would have a chilling effect on the ability of the president to exercise his power. But the court comes back and rejects that argument and says uh, that in our system, we have checks and balances, and that would be an unchecked a power for a president that is not consistent with our separation of powers. But that's the argument, and I imagine mm-hmm. he would raise the same argument at the Supreme Court. So the judge, uh, what was it, last week, uh, put a, uh, kind of threw the brakes on the federal case being oversaw by Jack Smith and his team. Um, that that trial date was originally scheduled for March 4th, but with, with all of these uh, judicial gears in motion, it, it seemed like it was going to be impossible. So that, that March 4th date was was put on the back burner. And now that the, the Court of Appeals has made their decision unanimously, as you mentioned, um, what, what is the, the prognosis of this, dis, of this case being heard this year? Because with the appeal that will likely be filed by the Trump camp, and, and depending on how the Court of Appeals rules on it, the full court, uh, it could be kicked up to the Supreme Court. I mean, it, it feels like there is a long game being played here. And, and 
um, you know, some legal experts look to the the Trump, uh, I, I guess, um, game plan, which is try to punt this thing so far down the road. In the event that he wins the election, he would be able to pardon himself and use some of the uh, the, the powers of the president in that capacity. What do you make of the timeline here? Yeah, and of course, if he becomes president, he could also appoint an attorney general who would simply dismiss this case. So that is a very real um, deadline uh, for for this case, I think, to come to fruition. I think that it's it's not likely the case will go by March 4th, which is probably why the judge kicked that date, because there's a lot of pretrial discovery motions and other events that have to take place, even once that pause uh, is lifted. And so even if this case would go back to the trial court today, they couldn't have the trial today. They would have to work through some of those other preliminary matters, including a questionnaire for our prospective jurors. So I think even once the court gets the case, there's probably another 90 days that uh, will need to take place before the case would be ready for trial. And so that means whether the Supreme Court takes this case up means it could start within 90 days if they say no might put us into, I don't know, maybe April or May sometime for a trial. Mm. If the Supreme Court, however, decides to take the case up, then I think we would see further delay. There would have to be briefing, oral argument, and then a decision. That could take many months, or they could do it on an expedited basis, as they are doing with this 14th Amendment issue as to whether Donald mm-hmm. Trump is eligible for the ballot. So, um, I, Do, I do you anticipate an expedited for- decision? From the high court on that? Uh, I do. I think that uh, many secretaries of state have weighed in and said, regardless of which way you decide, we just need to know because mm-hmm. we have to print up our ballots. And so I think on both of these they would. But um, I-, I think with regard to the trial in the election interference case, the one we're discussing with regard to immunity, uh, I think it is possible that we could see this case go, to- go on track uh, and-, and get a trial date within 90 days or – if the Supreme Court takes a slower path, we could see delays that could take it even past the election. Mm. In terms of Jack Smith, um, th- this was a question that he didn't even really think was a question, which is why the, the you, you talk about the expedited path of this case. It, it's why it was it was so uh, fast paced, because he didn't think that that Donald Trump had any ground to stand on. What, what from from the prosecution's perspective? How are they looking at this? Is this a, a, a win in their column on the, the, the path to an eventual trial here? Oh, yeah, certainly. It is definitely a win. It's a win to get this outcome, and it's a win to get it relatively quickly, because I think not only does Jack Smith want to prevail in this case, he also wants to prevail before the election. So I think that helps. Uh, you know, Remember, his request was to leapfrog this whole court of appeals mm-hmm. and go straight to the Supreme Court in an effort to expedite things. He didn't get that wish. But he did get a result within about a month of uh, the appeal. So he's lost a little bit of time, but not too much. I think the biggest um, area of criticism I would have for Jack Smith, and it really doesn't even go to him, it probably goes to the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland, was waiting so long to charge this case. Um, Mm. I'm sure they were working diligently, but this emergency was created to some extent by waiting to file charges as long as they did. Um, I'm sure they were working as quickly as they could, but if they had it to do over to have charged this case a year earlier might have helped to avoid some of these urgent problems. Barbara Quaid, great stuff. Great insight as always. Appreciate your time. We'll talk again very soon. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Yep. You got it. Love to get your thoughts on this case. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. We'll get to your calls, your texts coming up next right here on JR Afternoon.